Well, hello, Hope Fellowship. These are some crazy times, aren't they? You know, when I left for sabbatical at the end of December, none of us would have dreamed that we would have been in the place that we are in, where we are as a country, as a world, uh, by the middle of March. And, and since these are such uncertain times, uh, in conversation with Jen, in conversation with our elders, I'm stepping back into serving as an elder at Hope Fellowship and helping our team seek to care for the needs of the congregation in these days and weeks and months ahead. And I'll look forward to sharing a later date and just more about my sabbatical and how encouraging and helpful it was. But for today, I wanted to encourage us with truth from God's word. And my desire is that uh, we regularly post short podcasts and other resources throughout the week to help us rest in Christ, to help us connect around the Word of God and be able to fellowship around the Word of God in uncertain times. Over the next few podcasts in particular, I want us to be thinking about Philippians chapter 2. I've been just arrested by this chapter as we've all been going through Philippians. I've been listening online to the sermons at at Hope. Um, I've been following along and because I think this chapter in particular, it really relates to our attitude during these days we find ourselves living in right now. And so, uh, like Matt Tully, who, who preached in Philippians chapter 2, I paused when I came to this amazing chapter. And, and in, in reality, we could have done an eight-week series on just a few verses. In, in particular, this chapter seems especially relevant now. So listen to Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. Let me read those, and then let's spend just a little bit of time talking about it today. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, he did not account equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. You know, right here at the beginning of chapter 2, Paul is helping us see the conclusion that he's been drawing towards or kind of pointing towards that he's been writing about in the first chapter of Philippians. If you remember back to Philippians 1.27, Paul said, let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Live as, I think it was Matt Tully pointed us to, live as worthy citizens. In the midst of facing persecution at the time and suffering and people opposing the message of the gospel, Paul's saying, let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel. Live as worthy citizens, because the gospel is true. And so when Paul continues in chapter 2, he's reminding them, he says at the beginning, if there's any encouragement in Christ, which is really there because he's just pointed out how God is going to bring to completion the work that he's begun in them, and so he's been encouraging them even in the midst of persecution. And he's saying, if if there's any comfort of love from love, um, and, and Paul's yearning for them with the affection of Christ Jesus reminds us of the tender love of our Savior that he has for his people. If there's any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy. You know, you know he's not asking a question. 
you know, is there, if, if there is encouragement in Christ, as if, as if, is there encouragement in Christ? Is there a kind of a comfort from love? Is there unity in the spirit? But what Paul's doing is he's helping, he's using a rhetorical device to help Christians remember these truths. There is encouragement in Christ. There is comfort from love. There is participation in the spirit and there is affection and sympathy. And, and so since these things are true, Paul now turns to his main point and he says, he says it with two commands, complete my joy and have this mind. Complete my joy, he's saying, that whether I see you or I'm absent in your manner, that your manner of life is worthy of the gospel. You know, we're not going to be able to see one another very much, at least in a group, for at least another few weeks. But it should be a joy for all of us to hear how others are living worthy of the gospel in a variety of circumstances. You know, some are going to live worthy of the gospel by living in the same household with someone who's sick. Someone will live worthy of the gospel by avoiding people so that they don't contaminate even though they're feeling very burdened, even with loneliness. Some are going to live worthy of the gospel by speaking words of hope when others are complaining or grumbling or who are fearful about what's happening in our world or in the economy or in healthcare or workplaces. Some will live worthy of the gospel by sacrificially serving others. You know, I loved John sent around, Pastor John sent around to the rest of the elders, uh, a note that Libby and, and her roommate put out on, and they put on all of their neighbor's doors, letting them know that they were there to serve them during this uncertain time. It was a fantastic letter. They just taped up on, on neighbor's doors from helping with groceries to even an offer to listen to them and to be praying for them. They let them know they were there to be helping. They're here now to be helping. You know, this morning uh, when I left to come into the office, I saw how the women's Bible study was meeting. Uh, the women's Bible study that's been meeting at Callie and Liz's house, they're meeting on Google Hangouts, encouraging one another, praying for one another. You know, the Apostle Paul said his joy would be completed if he heard that their manner of life was worthy of the gospel, even in the midst of suffering. You know, we can have a collective joy by encouraging one another to live a life worthy of the gospel, we can have a collective joy by rejoicing in what we see others doing and how they're living out in a worthy way and celebrating it as we see and hear about that happening. And so let's seek to encourage one another in these ways in the days and weeks ahead. You know, on our next podcast, we're going to look at where Paul turns next. And, and what I think is, frankly, I think it's one of the most difficult verses in the entire Bible to actually live out. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. And so we'll see you next time. Remember, we have hope in Christ. Let's make that hope known in a struggling world.